mindset. It's how we see life, people, events, and in some cases, it can even dictate how people see you. The High Frequency Mindset Podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better. Host Sally Wagner is a coach and entrepreneur, and she has some answers for you, as well as some soul-searching questions for her guests that will definitely raise your vibe. Here's Sally. Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest, Rachel Poffenroth. Rachel, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm going to introduce you, and then we'll have a nice conversation. Rachel Poffenroth is a self-wealth expert. She helps her clients ignite their existence of that and connect to their inner spark so they radiate joy and activate their miracle mindset. Because when you are in flow, you glow. Rachel is an experienced business growth consultant and athletic performance mindset coach. After 2.5 decades of studying and becoming certified in Eastern medicine, medicinal intuition, past life regression therapy, and quantum mechanics, nice combination there, (laughs) educates the public on YouTube and mentors her following with weekly Instagram live Q&A sessions every Tuesday as she demystifies the woo-woo laws of the universe with simple tools and practical steps to help them create the life they desire and deserve. She is on a mission to reinvent mental health ideologies with uncommon knowledge as she lovingly guides her clients to reconnect to the truth of who they are so they can fully enjoy the human experience. Rachel and her team are on a mission to inspire 1 million people through her weekly Q&As, speaking engagements, online courses, YouTube videos, and upcoming book. When she's not busy running her business, Rachel enjoys training for and competing in ultra marathon races in the mountains or spending time with her four kids Beautiful grandson. Wow. (laughs) Fabulous. I feel like we could talk for weeks and months, perhaps, and and never be done. Uh, There's so much there. And um, (laughs) what so my background is I started out as a physics major. And then I got sidetracked. I ended up majoring in theology. So it was kind of physics to metaphysics. And so when you talk about quantum mechanics and the true laws of the universe and woo stuff and all that, that just, that's what I absolutely love. And that's what I base my coaching on. And I love that. Yeah. So my My perspective is, you know, limited as it may be with my understanding of what physics tells us about the nature of the universe. It's really not so woo-woo. What what it tells me is science is telling us that what all the supposedly woo-woo people told us is true. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, it's, I think it's really interesting to look back at um, the way that we've evolved, especially just recently, there's just been this massive opening. And I remember when, when COVID first hit and I actually put out a video, um, on YouTube right at the beginning, cause I was so excited. I could see how this was so necessary for our 
um, you know, consciousness and evolution to be able to move into the next area um, or the next era of our you know, the way that we're going to be operating. And so what had to happen was everything else had to fall apart, right? Where everything else had to be challenged. And so we've gone from, I kind of see it as we've inverted our ways of thinking. Well, the, the people like you and I who are out there, you know, being vocal about the way that we need to now operate, right? Just like helping people to switch their orientation. And so we came in at this really pivotal period where everything seemed very um, linear as far as, you know, how spirituality and religion and all those kinds of things worked, right? It was just, it was very laid out for us. It seemed like there was a very black and white ways to live our life. And then we've had this big, Whoop, whoop. you know it's upside down flip floppy in the last couple of years but that's on purpose so that everything becomes uncertain and when everything becomes uncertain and everything starts to fall away what's left well it's you that's left right and so then we're being asked to go into our inner space and really dig deep and create the roots in there and so I, I think it's so interesting because now our information for those of us who are reconnecting to the truth of who we are, gives us this ability to go um, in this up and down motion where we're able to connect directly to um, our, whatever energy bodies that you want to connect to, whether it is God or it's the universe or angels or guides or whatever, right? We all have our own name for it. I don't think that it really cares what we call it. The, the purpose is just that we are spending time creating that connection and so it's it's so neat that we've gone from needing the world and needing the people and needing all these external things to validate us and all of this was taken away from us so that we could go inside and be like oh this is who I am and this is my purpose and and now that's become the big buzz right it's what's my purpose and and why am I here and why are we here as people and what's the earth experience all about so it's been so neat because no longer can we ignore it it's in our face constantly and the more um, that we think that you know even after now we're kind of post-covid but there's still this level of uncertainty of is it coming back? What's the next wave? What's the next crisis? You know, gas is astronomical. Are we going to be able to have groceries in six months? You know, like there's, there's so much uncertainty, but again, it's for a reason. And so I'm just watching this transition happen. And the whole time I'm just cheering. I'm just like, like, I probably say it every night to my family and it drives them crazy. I'm just like, isn't this so exciting? And they're just like, <laughs> no mom, you know, gas is retarded, you know, but but yeah. it's not, it's all meant for a reason. If you look at it from that bird's eye perspective that we're here to look at it as, we're able to see so much more depth and meaning in the events that are happening. And that's the purpose, right? It's just like, yeah. can we look deeper? Can we see what actually is here for us? Because I really believe that everything is perfect. Everything does happen for a reason. And, and everything is neutral until we are, we put our direction or our judgment on it. And so it can be whatever, you know, you want it to be. And it's all just depending on where your, where your mindset is at, where your perspective is at. Yeah. And, and all of these things that you're describing, it's, it's like paradigm busters, right? Uh, You know, suddenly we're, we're not just 
accepting the opinions that have been assigned to us by, you know, the the previously trusted sources of government and news and this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're realizing everybody was lying to us. Everybody was misrepresenting. And so we're looking, as you say, within to find that sense of certainty and security uh, because it's not in the world. And, and as we do that, we are reimagining what the world is and what it can be. And I love that you say that because I, you know, for when we're as children and we say something and our parents are like, oh, you're just imagining that, right? Whether it's the boogeyman or ghosts or monsters in your bedroom or whatever, right? And so imagination has been put kind of in a box where it's something that we don't really want to talk about. But what we don't realize is we use it all the time. And unfortunately, we use it more to imagine the negative than to imagine the positive. But whatever it is that we're imagining, those are still like the way that our brain works is it creates the imagery. And then the image, it doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. And then the image becomes our direction of energy, right? And it's, it's so simple in theory, but it's so complex when you're trying to switch over from, it is. well, I'm doing everything that I'm, I was told I was, I should do or I was supposed to do, and it's not working out, right? We don't, we can't live by a mathematical equation anymore. Now it's, what does this moment have for me? Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, I think it's Bruce Lipton uh, who says, you know, it's no longer cause and effect. It's cause the effect. Yes. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Total, total switch there. So uh, you mentioned something about an upcoming book. What's that all about? The book is, it's written, except that um, I feel that I'm supposed to put a pause on it. I'm not sure why until after the summer. So I'm not sure what's going to happen this <laughs> summer that I need to insert a little segment. Okay. I kind of always get worried when I have here pause until after I'm just like, oh, <laughs> because I've had a few of those experiences where, where it is a pause until after and the experience that we go through in the moment isn't something that I would have signed up for if somebody had told me it but hindsight I always look back and go yeah I needed that 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 did really create some clarity so the book is called um the miracle is within because the point of it is really for people to understand how powerful we are and how to activate that power and it's not just about you know, doing visualizations and meditations and the whole manifestation to-do list that everyone's caught up in right now. It's really in um, in creating powerful choices, realizing the powerful being that we are and the way that we have this ability to play with our creative energy in any way that we can. And in any given moment, we're constantly creating and we're either creating a day that is something that we really want to experience or we're creating all kinds of hiccups and challenges, which in themselves are opportunities as well. Sure. But it's really about listening to um, that internal guidance and discovering what does this world as the world is a mirror for us what kind of messages is it giving me what can I do differently for next time how can I learn from this and so it's really just a conversation with yourself where you really start to get intimate because like as Socrates says you know the power is in knowing yourself and really once we do know ourselves and we do know that internal power we've connected to it 
honestly, the world is your oyster. Like sometimes when I think about it, you know, in the evening, that's when I usually get into my reflective state. And it's just like, it is scary almost how powerful of a being we are. And that's why, you know, we'll sit back and we'll procrastinate because we really don't want to touch in with that power. We've been so conditioned to be told how to do stuff, when to do stuff. Um, you know, we've, we've been given somebody else's, I say we've been given somebody else's map. And it's like they've given you their map of the way that you should live your life, but it doesn't work anymore because energy is changing. The times are changing so fast. And so we don't have that opportunity like people did before, whereas, oh, my dad's a carpenter. I'm going to be a carpenter, you know, and we're just going to get married and it's going to be very traditional. We don't have traditional lives anymore. Nothing about life is traditional. And so we have to be willing to take those steps to create our own map. Um, And the other problem with following somebody else's map is, and this is why I really wrote this book is because as much as I love the life coaching industry, there's also a part of me that I don't know how to explain it. And it's not that it's re- it needs to be regulated, but there's a lot of regurgitated information out there where it's not, um, it's not authentic from the person who it's coming from it. They've read a book and they're teaching based off of something that they've read. It's not really based off of experience. And so from that, I created this book to say, listen, you don't need to go to other gurus or try out other modalities. What you really need to do is connect to your internal system because all of these other things, coaches, um, modalities, whatever, uh, visualization, that kind of stuff, it's all tools, but it's not what's going to get you there. You are still the operator of the tool. So you still need to know which tools are best for you in the moment and when to access them and when is to use your feet to move forward instead of using a tool to move forward, right? Like sometimes you go and get groceries, you're not going to drive your vehicle into the grocery store. Sometimes you got to park your car and get out and go shopping. And it's the same thing with us. Sometimes we get so hung up on, oh, that's that modality works so good, or this, this, um, this coach works so well for me. And then when they're not available, or we get into situations where we can't get a hold of them or whatever. And then people go into panic mode. And it's like, well, just like, you know, if you're going to get groceries, you need to take those 30 steps into the store, you need to decide what you're going to buy, you know, like, there's choices that need to be made. And so it's really about bringing that back to you being the core um, as the operator, and then seeing these things as tools that are accessible to you, but not needing to have them all don't need to try them all out. It's just what's what you're guided to, what you're um, being led to, to partake in, in that moment. So I, I want to go back to a couple of things. <laughs> Here's so much information coming. Sorry. <laughs> so um, it, I think it's really interesting what you said um, uh, about we have the fear of how powerful we actually are. Uh, and, and that's, I think that's very true. And so here's my observation and love to hear your response. Um, you know, we get caught up in, in things like the secret and this manifestation and, you know, just visualize and you get all this stuff in your life and it's almost like a parlor trick, you know? Mm. Uh, and yet true connection is so much more beyond that because when we look at the, the power of what we can accomplish and how we can reshape the world really and and move into higher and deeper levels of consciousness i think that's where the true power is not 
getting stuck at that manifestation level, which is like I say, kind of like a parlor trick and, you know, like teenagers testing out their power kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it was, it's good. It served a purpose, just like I believe that religion serves a purpose. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the gateway drug, right? Or it just kind of, it gets you into the world. It gets you into the awareness that there is more. But the problem is that people get stuck in it mm-hmm. and think that that's the end all be all. And then they can't figure out how to make it work. And they're sitting there going, like asking how, oh, I've been working on the law of attraction or I've been trying to make the law of attraction work for me. And it's like, these are universal laws. They existed long before you did, and they're going to exist long after you did. And just like you can't manipulate gravity, you also can't manipulate that, that law or law of polarity or law of cause effects, or, you know, any of the other laws, they're not up for negotiation and they're not personal either. They're just principle. And so they're going to show up in your life. And the sooner that we learn about them and how to engage in them, like I'm really big um, in the law of rhythm using moon cycles. And um, I actually have a membership where we use moon cycles and fasting. I call it freedom fasting um, that I've used in my life for the last three and a half years to really catapult um my life into whole new realms it's every single full moon I have done probably what would take most people about a year or two of therapy and I just did that in three you know three days kind of thing and it's just like I say I'll ask the question what would it be like to to not feel to not experience limiting beliefs anymore right Mm -hmm. that's the question I'll leave it Mm open-ended and then I'll go through this fasting and the cleansing because I'm also a certified medical intuitive so everything we believe is stored in our cellular memory and so not only do we need to you know release it from our minds from our conscious mind like that's only a tiny part of it your body is a massive storehouse of all of these memories that you've been programmed with and so as we do this cleanse we've set the intention that that and anything associated with it is also going to flush out and i can tell you my life has dramatically changed and so has my clients in just doing these steps and it, you know it's amazing that it's 30 days um in in a moon cycle right so in the new moon we set new moon intentions and that's a time of of newness and rebirth and then the full moon comes and she's beautiful and she illuminates everything that we need to release to be able to go to that next level that we've intended with the new moon like you can't take it's like going on a trip you can't take eight bags of luggage on your trip with you, right? You're limited to what they're going to let you take on the plane, unless you want to pay the surcharge and all that kind of stuff, because it takes a lot. Or if you're going to walk up a set of stairs, you're not going to carry eight, eight bags of luggage up the stairs and struggle, just leave some behind and get on with the fun. So I, I think those kinds of practices are so important too, because, you know, they, they reconnect us to the energies, the rhythms, the, you know, and, uh, I think there are a lot of coaches who are just like, oh, just think happy thoughts, you know, they say affirmations and, and, and yet we need those tools and those Mm -hmm. practices to really be effective and get to those deeper levels of energy, because you're right, it is in our bodies, it's in our entire beings, and, and we need to release all the toxins that have accumulated. Yeah, and coming from 
you know, that world. And then also like I, I'm a, you know, ultra marathon runner. Right. So I've always really been into fitness and that kind of stuff. And even when you look at just in the physical world, they've, they're now able to show you how toxins are stored in your fat cells. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just your body's perfect way of trying to protect you. So something comes in and, and it creates a fat molecule around it to try and protect you. So here's what happens. You try to start losing weight and your fat molecule pops open and there that emotions released and all yeah. of a sudden it doesn't feel very good. And so you're like back to trying to, you know, eat to cover those feelings up, right. Rather than this yeah. way is very systematic and it's just, it flushes it out. It's all gone. And then you can get on with the next step. And so it's really neat. Yes. When you start to um, tune into the laws of rhythm and other laws that are available to us, we can live in harmony with it, which is so much easier than trying to manipulate the universe in all your different ways of convincing it that you're good enough to deserve whatever it is that you're imagining. And, and and you are, you already are deserving of that. Yeah. There's nothing that you need to do to get right. to that point. We, we just don't know it. <laughs> we, we're, we're, We've we been taught to, otherwise, right? Yeah, like, exactly. We have all these mind apps, I call them, you know, that uh, got installed because of various reasons from various sources. And we need to uninstall them and get back to the manufacturer's settings, so to say, mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. really understand who we are and what our true nature is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when we do touch in with that true nature, there's times when I will, I will get into such a deep state of feeling it. And it's, I don't, I've tried to explain it to other people, but it's so hard to explain what life actually feels like without all these energetic ties, you know, pulling you in all these different directions. When in that millisecond you're completely congruent and there's there's nothing else pulling at you and you just are in that moment of feeling whole and complete and perfect in the way that we really are then all of a sudden life looks completely different and I honestly believe that's where we're going actually I went for a walk uh, I think it was about three weeks ago and I asked what so all this stuff is financial crisis. What's beyond the finances? We know that this means that there's a crumbling, right? It's kind of like a volcano that's erupting and it's about, it's getting really pressured up right now. So what, what is after money? What happens when money no longer holds the same power? What holds the power for us afterwards? And actually Sally, you're the first person I've told this to. (laughs) Um, What holds the power after? And what holds the power is us, us being able to create when no longer do we need anything in the material world to create. Now we get to learn how to use energy in very constructive ways, which coming back to the science again, right? Coming back to physics and quantum physics, it's now proving how we do this, whether it's through all the different experiments that have been done or the way that, um, you know, like, even just the simple experiments like Dr. Emoto and that kind of stuff, right? How even just a word 
or a tone or something like that can create an effect on water or on plants or on, you know, different things. Like even my kids do science experiments where they're letting their plants listen to different music and one plant grows and thrives off of a beautiful sounding music. And then there's other music where it's just trashy and I don't want to hear it anymore. And you know, there's a plant and the plant's like, thanks, I'm out, you know, yeah. and that's it. Right. Yeah, so that's true. Even yeah. yeah. And even that we're able, like kids are learning it, but unfortunately they're not able, they're not being taught how to connect the dots of, yeah. okay, well, if this is what music does to a plant, imagine what it does to your body. Or if this is what different words can do, this is the power that words have because, and it's not so much the word has the power. It's more our mental association that has the power. Um, but if there's that much power in directing that to change in water and our what our bodies are 80% water what is it doing in our bodies right and I'm I'm looking forward to the time and this is actually like my big dream in a couple of years is I do want to start um, a school kind of a school foundation where um, children are able to learn these kinds of things because I do believe that the next generation needs to know this stuff and rather than being our age and discovering this stuff, why not teach them when they're young and where it just makes sense to them, right? Exactly. A couple of points to touch on uh, when you're talking about the plants. My husband is a chiropractor and when he was in school, uh, one of the professors would say, uh, you see that tree outside, you know, before you come in here, put all of your concerns and everything on that tree because when you're in here, you're focused on learning. And within a very short period of time, the tree died. Now, wow. coincidence? I don't know. Was there a, a causality? I don't know. And yet, energetically, it makes perfect sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it does make sense uh, for us to be consciously aware. And what better time than to learn when we're young, right? Because we, we don't learn these things when we're young. And we discover them when we're older. It's like, man, if only I'd known sooner, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor tree. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Probably the, the professor had no idea what he was doing. Uh, and yet that was the, the result. Again, was it causation? Was it correlation? Who knows? And yet that, that's what happened. Um, and, and all of this, I think, uh, again, it gives us a fantastic opportunity to reimagine everything as as things are as it's becoming apparent to us that more and more systems are not working. You know, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they're talking about re envisioning housing. Uh, well, you know, I'm a I'm a real estate lawyer. I'm a broker. I work with over 2,500 agents. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what what are we going to do about real estate and and re envisioning? What would that look like? And yet, people are doing it. Um, people are re envisioning, reimagining community and what that looks like, and new sources of energy. I mean, everything is changing, and it's like we're on the verge of this fabulous golden future. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And I do believe collaboration and community are going to be the major theme. So I, I totally believe that, yes, community is going to be, um, 
really like the housing is going to be more about how can we work together, right? Just like, I don't know about where you guys are, but we have Hutterite colonies everywhere. And I've always thought it's genius how they work together with whatever it is, 50 to 100 of them in a colony, and they work together for the common good. And I'm just like, why can't we figure this out? Why are we so like, this is my way of doing it versus your way of doing it instead of just like, oh, like they, they, they go, this is the hog boss. And that's the cow boss. And, you know, yeah. like one person is appointed and yeah. the kids grow up thriving in a, in a community where they know that they're loved. They know that they're safe and they learn the culture. And, and why can't we create those kinds of communities? And I really do feel that that's where we're going. Right. If, if there's no more housing available, because up here there's like nothing available. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If there isn't anything else, and if life becomes unaffordable, which right now, you know, where everyone's talking grocery shortage or whatever, which is a collective decision, then, and now we're seeing people move into um, solar panels, a whole, a big movement into that, and also into greenhouses. All of a sudden, everybody's got a greenhouse, right? But we're going back to the old ways of doing things where we realize we have the power to plant some seeds and out comes our food right so it's just it's coming back to we have the power to create our life and no longer does these big bodies um, have that same power over us to be able to pull the rug out from under us now we're creating cushions within our own lives where before we thought they were the security and now we're realizing actually the security is here yeah and and it also makes sense just in terms of everyday efficiencies right Mm -hmm. uh it's not only this utopian idealistic vision it's it's just the everyday practicalities of it i mean imagine how much time we waste in an individual household dealing with things that go wrong and you know it, it, things break and you know it, if we could re engineer what that whole housing concept looks like we would find so much efficiency and yeah. so much more in the day to do other things, to find purpose and meaning and, and live it out. Right. So uh, it's again, it's not just this utopian vision. There are some really practical reasons why we would want to do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I grew up on a farm. And so that's still very much in my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother now farms there and his sons are now participating in the farm and my grandfather just passed and so the farm then moved on primarily to my dad my brother and then um, my nephews and it's it's so neat to see that my brother's been bugging me he's like can you just move back to the farm you know because he wants that too and it's neat that that I've talked to a lot of people and they're feeling that need also for community where it's no longer this is my house. That's your house, you know, stay in your own place. It's wait a minute. We just all got disconnected, but if we're in communities, we don't need to, right. Then all of a sudden we have that togetherness and people are really starting to crave, crave that so much more. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And that's such a big part of resilience. Building resilience is is a huge thing now, right? We hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and that community, that social resilience is an important factor in all of it. And we were missing it. And, and it's such a vital part of us where we want to seek it out. 
Yep. So true. And then, and, you know, always, always stronger together, right. And energetically we can create more together The there's more power in togetherness. Um, and even, you know, where we're living, um, my, I have two sisters that live next door to me and it's wonderful because I've got two younger kids. Well, I've got two, four kids that are two are older and two are younger and it's so nice to have them. But yes, I dream of the day when we've got land and all of my family is like right yeah. there, right, right close to yeah. us. So yeah, I believe that that's where we're definitely headed. Um, and, and even, even energetically, you can feel that whole. And I really feel that we need to honor that, right? If, if we're feeling that pull towards something, we just need to start taking the steps towards it. And I, I, um, I just ran a race where usually when I run ultra marathons, it's just, it's a path and you're just running and you know, it's whatever, 50, 60, hundred K kind of thing. Um, but this race doesn't have a path. It's different every year. Um, and it's on private lands. And so what they do is they put flags out and sometimes, because when you're running on a path, you can zone out, right? The path's in front of you and you just keep following. And that's kind of what we as a culture had been doing pre COVID was just, there's the path, just get up in the morning and follow the path. And, you know, you just keep doing it. But what happens when there's no path, when someone's disappeared or the path has disappeared, right? All of a sudden what's left is flags. And so when I'm running, I'm following these flags and sometimes they're 30 feet apart. Sometimes they're hundred feet apart. So it's not like there's one every five steps, right? You're constantly scanning for the next flag, but the, the magic, and I love running this one because the magic is always that from where I'm standing at one flag, I can't see more than two or three flags away ever, right? You have to be in motion. You have to take those next steps to get to the next flag. And then your perspective becomes more evolved, more aware, more expanded, and you're able to see what the next step is. And so we're also being taught to trust, right? So trust that the next flag is going to be there because it always will be. And that we need to keep in motion to be able to find the next flag standing still procrastinating being in decision dilemma it's not going to get you anywhere you got to get that vehicle in part or in drive to find some the next flag to find the next opportunity to be yeah. in that place so it's again we're being drawn back inside to listen to our internal guidance system what what a fabulous uh description of life right uh, it, and it it not in a bad way, but it forces you to be present. Yes. Uh, instead of, you know, you said, you know, typical thing would be to zone out kind of like mm-hmm. you know, the zombie apocalypse. We're just, <laughs> uh, and yet because it's, it's not known, you're vigilant, you're present. Mm-hmm. And all you need to know is the next flag, right? And the next flag after that will appear and trust, as you say. That's yeah. an amazing uh, analogy and yet perfect illustration of what life is all about. It totally is. And sometimes, you know, you're out there and you run to where you think the next flag's going to be and it's not there. And you look yeah. back and you're like, I missed the flag. And yeah. then, you know, you got to backtrack a little bit and that's okay. There's no judgment in it. Sure. That's part of the journey. And that's the thing is that we need to remember yeah. there's really no destination. There's kind of 
a journey that leads into another journey that leads into another journey, but there's really no beginning and there's really no end. It's just all an experience, which means that there's also no such thing as failure, right? The only time you can fail is if you quit, like you check out, but otherwise there's no such thing as failure because if you're to go to a different country, um, you're going there and you're going to experience the food and the culture and probably, you know, some different music and language and those kinds of things. You can't go on a holiday and, and fail, right? It's just, it's the yeah. adventure. And so we need to see our lives as the adventure and every day, what does today have for me? It's just, what is here today and live that way, right? Where, where's my flags today? Show me the flags. Yeah. And, and that's all we need to know, right? It, it is couple steps ahead. We, we can drive all the way from New York to California uh, with just seeing the headlights in front of us, right? We, it's not like we can see all the way to California, but we'll get there because yes. more will become apparent to us as we continue forward. 100%. And I, you know, I tell people, really, we have we have these tools within us. We've just been deconditioned from listening yeah. to them, right? So we have our heart's desire. And when you really do connect with that, it becomes very strong. Um, and and one of my courses, my signature course actually, is really about finding your soul purpose. Because if you look at all these geniuses that we call them, Elon Musk or Richard Branson or these people who have done amazing in business, it's because they know what their purpose is, right? They know why they're here. Like yeah. Richard Branson, he, he set out to create a fun business culture. That was the goal. And he yeah. has done it in several areas. Yeah. Um, but when you know what that is, it becomes your lighthouse and it shines that beacon. So even when you're operating in the dark, there's still that beacon that keeps on flashing to you, right? And it just keeps on calling you. And then we also have been given our tool of our soul's guidance, where it gives us that intuitive, um, whether it's signs or synchronicities or different symbols. But again, we've become disconditioned from listening to it. But as you begin to touch in with that, there's constantly signs that show up in my world. And it's, you know, it, it can start out for some people just as angel numbers and that kind of stuff. And to me, those are often just to say, hey, we're trying to get your attention here. Um, but when you start to cultivate it, it's like learning a new language if you haven't been in tune with it. And people get frustrated because after a couple of weeks, they're like, well, I'm not hearing anything or I'm not getting anything. And it's like, well, did you try and learn, you know, Chinese lately? Like you're yeah. not going to get that in two weeks either. Yeah. It, it takes time to become fluent in that soul language. So yeah. I really believe we've already been given all of the tools before we were even asked to go on these tasks or complete these missions. Absolutely. So I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. And, and here's the setup for the first one. So in okay. my coaching, I, I use an acronym. Uh, it's MSG. And that stands for mindset, skill set, get off your asset. Because it, it brings a lot of important principles to play, right? As you look at your journey and your adventure in life, what is an overarching principle you would point to that you see contributing to your success? Hmm. Well, if I'm 
if I'm talking in the 3D realm, an overarching principle, some well, two things that were ingrained in me growing up on the farm with a single dad was tenacity and um, integrity that he taught us, you know, integrity is doing what you're supposed to do, even when no one's looking. And so it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, being watched or not being watched. And I've taught my kids the same thing that you just do your best because it's you. And really now looking at it from an energetic standpoint, every time we don't do our best, we're compromising, right? We're creating self-compromise within ourselves. And that diminishes your integrity and your energy within yourself. So it's really important that if you set out to do something, you do it as if it was the last thing you're going to do on earth, right? You just do it well. And if you can't attach that energy to it, don't do it because self-sabotage is so devastational to your cells. It creates all kinds of disease and, and ailments within your body. I mean, it's as a medical intuitive, that's where um, autoimmune conditions come from, right? Is that, that compromise. And so I would, I would say that those two would be the two um, strongest things. And the tenacity is just, you know, if you love it, go for it. And yeah, things are going to come up because there is three phases to creating anything. And the first phase is that you're all jacked up and you're excited to go for it. And it seems so blissful and amazing. And then you hit phase two, which is where all the stuff comes up where you can't take it with you, right? You can't evolve to that next level of beingness by carrying some of these limiting beliefs or carrying some of this baggage with you. You got to choose to leave some of that behind. It's kind of like when I picture it, I see it as um, if you go into a wave pool and the water's rising or something like that, and people are like hanging onto uh, the ladder and the, the water will wash over you if you want to just keep holding on, right? So you got to let go. Um, and, but you have to keep on being tenacious enough that you're going to keep on swimming. If it's something that you really, truly feel that is your heart's desire. And that's one of those important reasons, right. To connect with that inside, because when you've, when that heart keeps calling at you and it just is like, hello, I'm still here. I'm not letting go of the stream. There's something there for you. And it's not just for you. It's for the people around you. It's for the whole collective, right? There's a beneficial point to all of it. And that's why you're here. So I would say that those two are my two strongest was tenacity and integrity. Fabulous. I love those. Last question. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, it depends on their flavor. (laughs) Um, There's lots of free. I have lots of free videos on YouTube. Um, and a lot of that kind came from, I used to do Tuesday lives, um, on my Instagram, which I don't do so much now, but if they go on my Instagram page, I do, um, offer reels. And so I call them high vibe reels. And what they're there for is just when you're having one of those draggy days where you're just like, I just can't snap myself out of this mindset. I feel like I'm just in the toilet today. And then you come on there, there's synchronistically always something that, your soul or your energy needs to hear that day. And whether it's a reminder of how magnificent you are, or it's a reminder that we need to make powerful choices, or it's a reminder that we need to um, create more love towards ourselves or whatever it is, right? There's always some kind of, um, it's a one minute reel. So it takes you seconds to listen to it. Um, Some kind of high vibe reminder. So I would say YouTube, Instagram, and then 
uh, also on my website, which is rachelpoffmanroth.com. And there's all the courses, there's free meditations on there. There's lots of stuff on there that's available free and paid. Awesome. So if you didn't write that down, make sure you check the show notes because all that information will be there. And absolutely, everybody reach out to Rachel. Fabulous information. Uh, and uh, all of the services, all of the programs that you described, they are just amazing. So I encourage everybody to get in touch with you because uh, I, I know they're going to be thrilled to share in your wisdom. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.